Hi there, it's Ruben from Face for Radio, and this week I do, I do, I do, I do, I do want to give you guys some spoiler warnings for Mamma Mia 1, Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, and even the Umbrella Academy. I'd also like to mention that we may have some light spoilers throughout from How I Met Your Mother, Friends, and Kung Fu Panda. Enjoy! Hi guys, and welcome back to Face for Radio for our last episode talking about unpopular opinions. Thank you for joining us again for another week of random ramblings as Scott takes us through his love of Mamma Mia, of all things. I will see you again at the end of the episode. Bye. Scott, what are you bringing to the table for us? Right, so, my unpopular opinion, I think when I mentioned it to you two first time round, I believe it was you, Sam, who said, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Mm? My opinion was that I think the film Mamma Mia is underrated. Right. However, when I think about it more, and I, I, in preparation, I have watched this every single day since we decided on this theme. What, Mamma Mia the movie? Yeah. You watch it every day? That's impressive. Yeah. Every single day? Yeah. Except, I think, except for Saturday, so I work all day, but every other day since. Why yeah. did you have to watch every day? <laughs> so he gets the information and he's dedicated to this podcast. Think Sam. about how many times you could have watched Kung Fu Panda <laughs> when you've been sitting watching <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> I don't have that DVD, Sam. Right. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Is it? I'm watching it then. Right, but here's the thing, right. Oh, In my opinion, and this may, this may be controversial... In my opinion, Mamma Mia is one of the greatest films ever made, ever. Right. Okay. And that is what I, li- I, think I like it that is he's up the stakes on that. That's good. I like that. That gives Mama us more Mia, to work with. You think Mamma Mia is the greatest film ever made? One of. You said no, one my, of my the greatest films ever made. I think it is one of the greatest films ever made. And the fact that I've watched this every single day, except for maybe except for Saturday, since discussing this topic confirms this opinion for me right we need to draw a line in this are you including Mamma Mia here we go again no in just, the first, just the first Mamma Mia so far I watched here we yeah. go again again last night so if you're saying that Mamma Mia are you saying Mamma Mia 1's better than 2 yeah yeah so then why does Mamma Mia here we go again have higher ratings from IMDB Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic than the first because it's a se- because it's a sequel because it's got share I'm not I'm not saying that I'd like to to disagree I think number two is absolutely abominable. Right? No, I like number two. I think Lily Collins was amazing in number two. I think Cher, I adore Cher, personally. No, but I think no. she didn't need to be in there, and it kind of ruined it for me. It ruined. I think Cher that ruined it. That, in my opinion, God. in my opinion, Cher, as good as she was, I think she was a clear as good as she was casting. Cher was terrible in Mamma Mia 2. I feel like Cher was only in it because she is a singer who was around doing music the same time as Abba was. So she was put in there as another icon, right, shall Cher, we say. she sang Fernando. It took her a minute and a half to get down a seven like step flight of stairs. <laughs> That's not good choreography. It's a film where they break into song and dance every five minutes and you're calling the stirs out as being unrealistic. Right, yeah. Right. They break into song and dance. None of the songs in number two make any sense of the film. They just put them in there. Right, and everyone went and everyone was like, yay, Abba. Why did it have to be me makes perfect sense. <laughs> See, I am just inclined to disagree with that. Even even if it was the even if it was the case in in like in my opinion that none of the songs make sense. Even so, it's Mamma Mia 2. It's not... 
it's the music <laughs> of ABBA with a storyline. It's not like they wrote a musical like chess. It's right. Can, can I, like, can I say the fact that my uh, unpopular opinion isn't even on Mamma Mia two, and the fact that you still you found a way. To <laughs> Why are we on share now? So What's this about? is a very, very broad matter to discuss. It's because <laughs> Mamma Mia one isn't even worth discussing. Do you believe in love? Right. Well, Sam, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to. I'm not here to preach, and I'm not here to try and convince you otherwise. But this is, is just the point of this segment. Something yeah. that I've discovered over time that I appreciate it more. No, I agree with. I, I okay. I'm not sure I'd go as far as one of the best films ever made, but I really like Mamma Mia. I like Mamma Mia. Yeah. I just don't think it's one of the best films ever made. This is why I'm going to try and dispute that as best way as I can. Go on then. I watched. I watched this film when my mum bought the DVD home, when I was about, I think maybe. Not, I think I might be nine or ten. I might have been. Right. And I watched the film with her, and to be honest, I didn't understand anything about it. Okay. But because I was too young, mm-hmm. and the only thing I was really interested in was because it was the music of ABBA, and my mum loves ABBA. I think everyone's mum loves ABBA. Yeah. 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 So the fact that I was watching a film that was making my mum smile made me smile. There we go. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. So I watched Aww. it. I did Mamma Mia in college, my second year of college. I played the fiancé, Sky. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> romantic lead, Scott Copeland. <laughs> Most point out, it's the only romantic lead I've ever played, and there's a good reason of why I've never been cast as a romantic lead since. <laughs> Wait, would you, so, would you not count Ren from Footloose as that? Oh, yeah, that was in the same night, though. So, the same, similar show. Oh, that's all right, then. Yeah, but... I, in order to prepare for this, I went back and watched the film. And when I watched the film, I was my honest opinion was, wow, why haven't I watched this again since? Because all the nostalgia I had from when I was young came flooding back to me. And it was only then when I, real, I looked on the reviews, I found one good review and ten bad ones. Which really shocked me, because I thought it was a popular film. That's a lovely story. That is a lovely story. And nostalgia, you know, you can't beat a bit of nostalgia. However, nostalgia doesn't make a good film. No, it doesn't. But this is why I'm going to try and convince... Not convince you otherwise. I'm trying to just get my point across. Okay, cool. Mamma Mia never once claims to be anything spectacular. It's a very humble film in that regard. It doesn't claim to be the blockbuster smash of the century. And what it does claim to do is to put a smile on your face and get, and I quote the DVD cover for this. The DVD cover says, take a trip down the aisle you'll never forget. And I, for one, have never once forgotten this film from the first time I saw it, and I don't think I ever will. And the fact, the fact that I can't remember most things about half the films I see until the rewatch genuinely shocks me. Whereas when I watched this film again to prepare for the role I was playing, I automatically was like, oh yeah, I remember this bit. Oh, I know what this bit's going to be about. I know what song's coming up next. And the fact that for me, I can't, I struggle concentrating at the best of times, as Sam knows from being in any university class with me ever, Yeah, I switch off very, very easily. Mm-hmm. So the fact that even though I didn't, at the time, know what was going on in the film, the fact that I was able to still concentrate on each individual character and each individual bit of the thing I was watching, to me, speaks volumes, because I don't usually do that. So, all the characters in this film, no matter if you find them annoying or not, and I, I don't know your both of your opinions on this, but each character in this film 
is number one, relatable, and number two, completely realistic. Well... Well, they are, seriously, like, for example, the best example I can possibly give for this, Donna, for example, right? Right. Donna being played by Meryl Streep, the mum of the lead character, Sophie. And if I can just put it in there, Meryl Streep is fantastic in every film. Oh, yeah, she's superb. Shout out to Meryl Streep if she's listening. Yeah, shout out to Meryl. Shout out to our Meryl. There we go. <laughs> well, yeah, in this film, you the, the character growth of Donna is superb. You see at the beginning of the film being the motherly figure to everyone she meets. So whenever she meets Sophie's friends who are playing her bridesmaids, they welcome her with open arms. She's very lovable, very caring. But your argument, your argument is that she's relatable. Is that what you said? Hang on, I'm guessing this, Sam, right? Okay, sorry. When you first watch the film, you don't really know what to expect from her at all. So when she sees all her, when she sees her two best friends, Rosie and Tanya, you, the bond you see between them is perfectly realistic because that is the same bond I see any time my mum sees her friends. They're all... They, they make references to what they did in their youth. They still have fun with each other. And you see when Donna's being sensible... To whenever you see her with her friends, it's complete shift. And you see, I do see that a lot when I look at my own mum at family occasions where she sees people she's not seen in a long time. And it's just a very nice thing to see because it's like, oh yeah, I, I, I recognise that from my own mum. And when you learn stuff like, this, obviously the story where Sophie has three possible dads because when her youth, her mum was very kind of flirtatious with many men yes that bit is not exactly what you would call realistic but you do you are interested in wow this is this is the past of a woman who you look at and think that would never happen to her surely that's not going to happen to donna but then you're automatically (laughs) drawn into it and you're interested scott you are so into this and i'm really here for it surely that's not going to happen to donna surely that's not going to happen to donna (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but seriously, you, you don't you don't think it, do you? When you look at somebody, you don't think, oh yeah, they've their their child's got three possible dads, do you? You don't. It's not well, the automatic thing you see. Well, I'm from witness. Yeah, that's true. But like, right as as good as all you're saying is that Meryl Streep is a very good actress. What I got from that was okay. um, that Meryl Streep is Scott's mum. Meryl Streep is like Scott's mum. She's a very good actress, and she portrays the classic Abba mum. That we all know and love. Right, Sam, you're saying this. I've got characters. I've made character descriptions of every single leading character in this film. Well, we don't have time this for is... that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through. I'll, I'll go through the most kind of the most kind of relevant ones to this discussion. Right? No, but Scott, Scott, Scott. Like, I agree. I completely agree. Donna in the film, she's she's like your classic Abba mam. She's re- relatable, whatever. However, the actual character and backstory of Donna from Mamma Mia is not a relatable character that you'd find in anywhere other than okay, a movie. Well, just just because you it's can't a... relate to it personally, that doesn't mean that there aren't other people who could totally relate to a, a promiscuous month. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying about that. I'm talking about like running away and moving to a Greek island on your own and and stealing a house and never coming back. It's a very movie life. That's fair. There must have been some level of situation where you've been sit- sitting at home and you thought, Joe, you know I'm bored of doing the same stuff all the time. I wish I could... No, I'm going to move to Greece. I'm going to go and run away to Greece and steal a house yeah. on a deserted island. There must be some turn it into a hotel. There's that, there's that inner person inside everyone, which is just like, Joe, you know I want to go and 
look for a new start, a new life, and just explore a bit. Which is like when you go to the talk about the dad characters, for example. Each of those dads is so very, very different, yet also they all relate within each other. So the characters of um, Harry and Bill, for example, played by Colin Firth and Stellan Stellgard, or Skarsgård. Shout out. Yeah. They, Harry is this kind of very straight-laced, nervous, sticks to his daily routine, yet throughout the entire film he's like, I'm looking for something spontaneous, right? And then you get the character of Bill, who's played by Stellan Skarsgård, who is this lifelong adventurer. He's never had the quintessential life, but he has always looked for something optimistic in any level of situation. And no matter what kind of mood you're in, especially in today's climate where it's all very down and we're all very stressed and anxious, watching this film not only lets you escape into that world, but it also makes you look at all these people who are finding the light in a negative situation Especially for the character of Sophie, where she's met these three guys who one of them could be her dad, and she likes all of them. And in that situation, you'd naturally feel like, oh my god, one of these is the dad and the other two are going to be really sad. However, when you get to the end of the film, and spoiler alert, and you get and it gets announced that <laughs> they don't nobody knows who the dad is, even Donna doesn't. Scott dishing out the Mamma Mia spoilers. Yeah, but like it, when that happens, you don't you don't feel sad for the dads because they accept that this is going to be their life now. They're all going to have to kind of... They all decide to band together and look after this girl who's had 20 years without a dad. And you do feel like you've got a warm heart when you watch it because it's not the ending that you expected. Yeah. Because when I, when I watched it again, when, when I was researching this, I was like, wow, I'm going to feel really sad for the dad, the two dads who found out that this is not their daughter. But when at the end, when they all accept that we're not going to find out who, so I think it was the character of Harry actually at the wedding. His line was one of my favourite lines I've ever heard in my life, probably because of my own personal kind of experiences, which you two know about. He says, "I am very. I'll be happy to take one third of Sophie because I didn't think I'd get that much of a child." Yeah. And as a kid, that didn't resonate to me at all. But especially considering my current situation now, which you two know about. That's a really heartwarming moment. And it makes me forget that this is a film. This is just a group of people who, in many ways, all love each other, even though they don't always show it. And it just puts a smile on my face. And the fact that it's Abbott as well, I think our very good friend Emily Lowe, who, as you all know, is a big Abba fan and a big Mamma Mia yeah. fan. Not even worth shouting Emily Lowe out. She won't be listening. She might. You never know. <laughs> Emily Lowe, shout out if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, she said this exact quote. She says, there are two ki- kinds of people, people who love ABBA and people who are liars. And the fact that it's ABBA, for me, that doesn't even add into the fact of how much I enjoy this film. I would enjoy this film even if the music wasn't involved. Because I like the growth of the characters and I like how in I- each of them characters I can safely say, <laughs> I know someone exactly like that. I just got this image in my head of Scott like, Getting his notepad out, like scraping his pages over, getting his character profiles, sitting down and being like, right, Mamma Mia again. Like, <laughs> starting to go over his characters. It's Mamma Mia time. Like, for example, the, t- the, two, the two best friends of Donna, Rosie and Tanya, which are played by uh, Christine Berensky and Julie Walters, who I, Julie Walters, I adore Julie Walters anyway. Actress. But I look at those two and I think, and I, I see my mum's two friends that she's had all her life. I was like, yeah, that is definitely her. And that is definitely her. Was Donna based on Lisa? 
I heard that rumor. I actually heard that rumor that Donna from Mamma Mia was actually based off off Scott's Mamma Mia. Based so, on your yeah, one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like, there's a lot of ways I look at the character. <laughs> so, I I look at the character Sophie, played by Amanda Seyfried, and he sees himself. She reminds me so much. <laughs> she reminds me. No, no, I mean the character. He sees himself in her. No, my sister's very similar to Sophie, which is another thing I really like. It's about the. No, I I see that in Alex. Yeah, that's a bit weird, actually, when you played like uh, her fiance. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not taking it that far into context, Sam. I just there's a lot he's, of things he's that left the method has, now. It's personality-wise, <laughs> that I see in my sister. So that there's a, there's a lot of ways that these characters are relatable in some ways to everyone we all know. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So Scott, can I can I can I ask you a question here, Scott? Go on. If the characters are so relatable, there's three potential dads for Sophie. Mm. Yeah. And and there's three of us. Yeah. Yeah. So care to match up? Okay. So you want you you wanting me to cast the three dads based on us three? Which of us are which of the three dads? I I would like to also do this and see if we get the same ones. Right. Okay. Yeah. Should we all? I I, I know who I'm gonna say is who. I think we can all agree straight off that Ruben's Colin Firth. Yeah. yeah I'm totally Harry Bright. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a straightish Harry Bright. If I was basing it off this, I would say. I I would be I think I might be Piers Brosnan just because my vocal quality is not as strong as yours too. Vocal quality. <laughs> We're not business of vocal quality, Scott. I'm talking personality, yeah. Personality. Oh, just personality wise, I've not a clue then. Because even so, I'm still Colin Firth. I would put Scott as Bill. Yeah, same. I'm fine. I'll, t- I'll take that. I'm fine with that. But I, I, that's an, that's another good thing. That's another good thing though. The fact that we can do that just straight away like that. And yes, I've just clipped my fingers. So sorry, Sam, if you're going to edit that out. But like. <laughs> <laughs> we can just do that straight away. Don't worry, Scott. Oh, Scott. Your wish is my command. I'll just spend all my time editing out your clicks and ticks. It's all okay. And I just know how fussy you are with the editing. It's, he clicked his fingers once. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Don't worry, Sam. I've hidden three clicks in this episode, <laughs> and you must find them all. <laughs> I'm going to do that next episode. Please don't, please. Uh, I don't know if Ruben agrees with me on this. I completely agree with most of what you've just said about the film being ace, right? It is. It's It's a sick film. It's great. It's a lovely film. However, all of these things can be said for a lot of films. Yeah. Why is this one better than all of them? Because it's going back to when I said previously about me watching this film over and over again. The fact that I can watch this film, I know it's personal preference, and I know this is about yeah, well, that's about it's our about opinions. It's opinions. Your opinion. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that I am able to watch this film all the way through as many times as I have done, yet not be bored, yet mm-hmm. not be like, oh, I can't be bothered listening to this song all over again. The fact that I'm able to do that makes you think, wow, this this must be some kind of film to make me not be bored halfway through, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly what each character is going to say next and do all this, this and that. That's fair. The fact that it's made me still interested in watching it all the way through again. And you probably feel the same way about Kung Fu Panda. Oh, 100%. And Ruben may feel the same way about How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I watch it constantly. The fact they can do that makes me think, like, this must be a very unique kind of film. Yeah. For the fact where I am not bored watching this all over and over again. That's true. There's not, there's not a bit in, in, um, in Mamma Mia... Where I go, this is the moment where I can go and put the kettle on. And in a lot of films, there's a bit where I'm like... Ugh. Exactly. Because you feel like you watch it first time round, think, I'm going to watch it again. Oh, I don't want to miss this bit because this bit was really funny. When you watch it and you think, oh, this bit this bit I didn't notice before is also quite funny, quite 
quite cute. I'm going to watch that again as well. I could name a bit where you could go and put the kettle on. Which bit? Go on. Voulez vous. No, I love that bit. No, it's like no, the I intrigue when all no. the dads find out that it could be them. And oh, I love it. I'm all for it. No, but I just don't like the song Voulez vous. This so. is what I found really clever about the film, though. The song Voulez vous means do you want. That's the, that's the English translation. Can you Wait, can you sing it for me? I can't quite picture how that goes. Voulez vous. Uh-huh. No, can you like sing it translated though? Can you sing it translated for me, please? Do uh, I think it's do do you want to, to, to take it now or leave it? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the English translation for anybody watching, right? <laughs> it's not exactly the Welsh town name of Land Bank or Gwyneth Gorgeth Win, but still, right? I'm gonna start beeping out that bloomin' Welsh town name. Good. I can't be bothered saying it anymore. I'd I'd love it if you did. It's becoming a cuss. It's become a swear, it's a naughty now. <laughs> The entire way through this film, the character of Sophie is ser- is searching for this dad that she's not had all her life. That's what she wants. And the song that is playing when she realises that these three dads, one of them is definitely going to be her dad, and they've realised that as well. The translation of that song is, Do You Want? She wants to know which one of those dads it is, and they want to know which one of them is the dad. I find that, I find that quite clever. I don't know if it's intentional... But I find that really clever when I look back I think on the back of that as well, the question that the dads are asking themselves is, do they want to have a child? Because Bill seems kind of stressed out by the prospect of it. Harry's very excited. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah? Voulez-vous to hear some fun facts? Yeah. Sure. They kind of intermerge. Did you know Kung Fu Panda was released on the 4th of July, 2008? I couldn't have told you that. I could have told you 2008, but no more. And Mamma Mia was released on the 10th of July, 2008. Wow. Six days apart. That's that's wild. That is that. really freaky. That's incredible. <laughs> and do you want to know how much they grossed in the box office? The same, please. I'm guessing one did better than the other. Mamma Mia grossed 615.7 million US dollars. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no, I know where this is going to go. Kung Fu Panda will have grossed more, and that's Sam's excuse <laughs> to call it a better film. For the time, it was, it was okay. Kung Fu Panda... Grossed six hundred thirty-one point seven US dollars, grossing sixteen million US dollars higher than Mamma Mia. That's quite a lot. That. Can I also tell you that Mamma Mia had a rating of six point four from IMDb, fifty-four percent from Rotten Tomatoes, and fifty-one percent from Metacritic. Kung Fu Panda had seven point five from IMDb, eighty-seven percent from Rotten Tomatoes, and a three out of five from Common Sense Media. Now this all tells me one thing. See. How I Met Your Mother has an 8.3 <laughs> on IMDb, just saying. <laughs> and an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 9 out of 10 on TV.com. I mean, I, I can't I can't speak for the reviews, for example, of this show. Because, I, it, again, it is personal opinion. So all I can do is argue my opinion against it. So in regards to the grossing, for example, with Kung Fu Panda being... Did you say it was higher than Mamma Mia? It is, yeah. My only, my only possible, my, the only way I can maybe think about that being high was because it was it is classed as a kids film, and there's more kids wanting to go and see it than there is adults wanting to go along. For example, that that might be my that's my possible way of explaining that. But it's up to people. Yeah, what they any like. kid that goes to see Kung Fu Panda has to have an adult with them, and that's two tickets rather than one right there. Yeah. What what I was going to say was that. Scott's unpopular opinion was just more unpopular than mine. Yeah, well, it, it probably it probably is to be honest. But I don't I don't think it is really. I mean, yeah, but it, it, that all de- that all depends though. I think it's statistically, it is a more unpopular opinion than yours. But I don't even think that is because when you'd ask someone, "Is Kung Fu Panda a good film?" they'd say yes. If you ask someone, "Is Kung Fu Panda the greatest trilogy of all time?" they'd say no. 
so in that sense, Kung Fu Panda 1, you would expect to have good uh, ratings and, and a, a good gross from the box office. I think I think the reason that each of your opinions is unpopular is that it's, it's so hyperbolic. It's like... Um, one of the best films of all time and the greatest trilogy ever. You should have you should have gone small like me. How about your mother is better than this one show? I don't want to go small. Like I fully believe this. Yeah, I don't. I am well aware that Mamma Mia as a film is an acquired taste. Like most, like most as musical theatre former students that we are, I'm well aware that musical musicals in general are an acquired taste for people. Some yeah. people like them, some people don't. So when I look at the reviews of Mamma Mia and I think, yeah, okay, some people don't like musicals, that's perfectly fine. But when I watch it, as a musical theatre lover myself, I look at it and I, I can personally be like, this makes me happy to watch. Yeah. Which, which is why I feel so passionate about this. And even stuff like, for example, I think if we've all seen it, we all know that the Pierce Brosnan's known is is not known for his singing ability. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan nearly didn't take the role of Sam Carmichael because he said, "I can't sing," and that would be wrong. But they convinced him. But when you hear him, in my personal opinion, he doesn't sound as bad as people claim him to be. I like his voice. I like it's, his voice. It's okay. Uh, the, the, this is the best example I can think of it. The three dads and the entire vibe of the film. If you imagine your your dad's drunk at a wedding going on karaoke and going on the dance floor. And you don't mind it because the the environment that you're in is so happy and joyous and lovable that you just think, yeah, he's having a laugh, he's, he'll enjoy it. This is my, me, me and my me and my parents watched, um, how am I, uh, what, that's incorrect. Um, <laughs> Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, last night. Yeah. And that was one of the one of the things that my mum said because I was talking about um, Pierce Brosnan isn't really a singer, but you know, he, um, he, he gave it his all. And, uh, and my mum said that she kind of likes that because it's like he's a real person, and it's like yeah. the dads are real people. They're not singers, and they're not like musical theatre performers who've been put in. It's like it's something you definitely get from watching the film. You, you do think, Joe, you know what? It's not perfect. You can tell that they are enjoying themselves, and they're all putting more than enough effort into what they're doing. And you can tell that they're actually really, really, I'd say, but they're actually really passionate about what they're doing. Which is what something I look at films and I think, yeah, they're doing all right, yeah. But seriously, you, I, I, I challenge you two to this, right? And I challenge my mum, my mum and my sister to this as well, and and more people. Have, I did like a questionnaire on how what people thought of it, and I'm one of the questions I asked was, realistically, can you look at any of the actors in this film and swap them out? The same way that you, you, when you asked before, Sam, about swapping Jack Black out, mm. could you do it? None of them could. Because the characters themselves are that directly suited to the actor's uh, acting style. And the fact that their memories of this film is so positive and so happy, there is no way that they could have done it. So, obviously, if you two can, then that's fine. Do I you think mean? you probably and could. You want... Like, you could have put Lily James uh, and, and swap her with Amanda Seyfried, and it would be the yeah, same. Yeah, you could, you, you, you could have done, but would, it have, would the dynamic have worked as well, do you think? I think I think Lily James is a better young Donna than she would have been a Sophie. And I think um, and Amanda Seyfried is more of a Sophie, like, vocal-wise. Like, Julie Walters, for example, is one of my favourite actresses. She's so good. She can play both serious and comical. And, and if an actor can do that perfectly, then they are a great actor, in my opinion. And my mum loves her. So when my mum watches it, no matter how many times she watches it, she's always laughing at Julie Walters. And you can't swap her out, for example, for anybody else because she makes that character her own. And you can't swap out Colin Firth because he does the exact same thing for Harry Bright. 
Same with Pierce Brosnan as well. Even though his singing may not be classed as superb. Right, you say that as well. I'm just going to put this out there. I think Piers Brosnan has a nicer tone in his singer voice than Colin Firth does. I'd say so. I'd much rather listen to Piers Brosnan sing a song than Colin Firth. But Colin Firth, Colin Firth sings about two lines solo. <laughs> he does um, so much that I want to do when I dream I'm alone with you. It's magic. And he doesn't sing anything other than that on his own. That was that was really nice, Reuben. That was dead nice. Thank you. Maybe Reuben should have played Colin Firth in Mamma Mia. Do you reckon I could be Colin Firth? I'd love to play Harry Bright. That'd be both funny. No, no, not Harry Bright. Shout out to the, the, uh, the, the, the casting producers of Mamma Mia, if you're listening. <laughs> Right, th- we're not doing that on here. <laughs> even oh, even God. if you do say that you prefer Pierce Brosnan singing to that to what Harry to what uh, Colin Firth does, Colin Firth still has a nice enough voice that you can forgive him, even if you don't like the way he, like he sings it. Same with Pierce Brosnan. I, I yes, he's not got the strongest voice on the planet, but you you can forgive him even if he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Right, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna get into into the absolute like. I don't even have a word for how bad the crossover between the first and second film is. You can't watch the first and second film together because there's so many continuity errors between yeah, them. Yeah, there's, there's, there's loads of errors in the second film. Like, for example... like the, the order that she meets the guys is wrong. Like, that's the first thing you'd think of, isn't it, when you were making Mamma Mia 2? Yeah, but like, for example, in the, the first scene you see Harry, he says he, 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 he found a guitar that Don had and he said that it was his that he bought. Yeah, when she leaves on the ferry in the second film, he's wearing the guitar on his back. I'm thinking, no, because in the second film, you found it because she took it with her. Yeah. That's, that, that's why I, I, I like the second film, simply because I have nostalgia for the first. It's not because I really enjoy the film as a whole. I just watched it because it is it, I, the next film onwards from one of my favourite films ever. That's the only reason I watched it. And yeah, I do watch it o- again. That's fair enough. It can't compare to the first for me. Here we go again. Oh, God. Yes, and yes, I know this film may get some stick because some people don't like musicals or it's too cheesy, but for me, it's one that I watch over and over again. It makes me smile, and as it says on the DVD, you take a trip down the aisle, you'll never forget, and I, for one, have never forgotten this film since I first watched it. And that is all I can say on this <laughs> topic. Very nice, very nice. Very, very nice. Lovely. And I'm well aware Lovely. that that's gone on way longer than any other one I've done so far. <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be like a you're quick growing. one. You're growing as a podcaster. This was, it was supposed to I be know. a quick one, and this might turn out to be like three episodes. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. Yeah, I was thinking that. We'll see, we'll see. Um, we'll see what makes the chop. But yeah, I do, I do, I do like your opinions, though. I do like how, like, I understand both. I understand your sides of them. So here's what we're going to do, boys, right? Ruben is going to go and watch Kung Fu Panda trilogy back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott, you're going to go and watch How I Met Your Mother and Friends. <laughs> and the and B movie. And, and the B movie. And, and How to Train Your Dragon. To... You've got oh, a busy yes, week yes, ahead, how Scott. How to Train Your Dragon. How could we forget? I'm, I'm going to watch everything I can find. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch Netflix. Uh, and I, I'm going to edit this podcast. How about that? Yay! That seems like a decent enough plan, eh, boys? <laughs> Fantastic. Spot on plan, that man. Are we are we are we polished off then? Are we sorted? Uh, and I think what Scott should say now is that anyone in the comment section could uh, let us know. You don't know think of. <laughs> and then Sam, if you recall back, Sam, if you correctly recall back, it was you who suggested the comment section in the first video. I think well, that's I think you'll find that I can edit it however I want it to be. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> it's it's going to be Scott going. Hi there. Do you think you could post in the? 
comment section. But if anybody wants to comment on the comment section of our Facebook links, uh, yeah, that's a good. Them, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, that's what we want. Or that's even what we like con- to hear. Or, or even contact our Instagram page and let us know your unpopular opinion. Wow, Scott, on the plugs. Oh, damn, Scott. Get in, boy. You go. I don't even have to do that in my outro now. Get in. I am proud of myself <laughs> now. Go, Glenco, go. I'm, I'm sure that's a reference <laughs> I've not understood yet, Ruben. Mean Girls, Scott. Watch Mean Girls as well, please. I'm not seeing that yet, though. I need to. Snappy, snappy comment. Ruben, what have you learned today? Uh, today I've learned that Donna Sheridan was based on Lisa Ascroft. She was, yeah. Enough <laughs> off. Scott, learn anything good, son? Yeah, I've learned that I can listen to other people's opinions and not be angry by them. That's a good one. Yeah, I've, I've learned that I can accept your opinions on everything we discuss. Yeah, and uh, I have learned that Kung Fu Panda and Mamma Mia came out six days apart. What are the chances of that? I can't that believe that. That is crazy, isn't it? I can't Imagine. believe it. Of every film in the universe we could have talked about today. Next thing you'll find out that everybody involved in the making of those films are lizard people who were involved in the assassination of James. Yeah, David Icke actually produced Mamma Mia. So, um, be wary. And they all have that fear of long words. And shopping shorties in canals. This is another thing we need to add to Scott's list, okay? And I'm just going to put this out there for anyone listening as a disclaimer, because me and Ruben have been discussing this. Scott, you need to watch Umbrella Academy. Yes. Okay. Right, okay. Firstly, it's amazing. Okay. But secondly, and again, spoilers, if you haven't seen the second season of Umbrella Academy, don't listen to this, but we recorded uh, our our podcast episodes about conspiracy theories, about JFK and about the Lizard People, well, yeah, before, this clip, yeah. well before Umbrella Academy Season 2 came out, which is insane having seen it now I've, I've, I've seen the clip you're on about yeah yeah it's crazy it's it's ridiculous so yeah just wanted to put that disclaimer out because you know it wasn't us we didn't just copy that they copied us do you know in the simpsons were like years after they always look back and then they predict the future yeah yeah that's this yeah. is that the same now? for umbrella academy for us absolutely the next episode of the umbrella academy will mention mamma mia and we'll also mention Kung <laughs> Panda. They'll probably play some ABBA in there. And How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Hang on, Ruben, is there any actor in How I Met Your Mother who is in Umbrella Academy? Uh, not off the top of my head. Nah, I don't think so. There will be. <laughs> there will be soon. <laughs> I bet there will be now, yeah. There'll be, like, someone who's in the background. And they'll all be singing Take a Chance on Me. <laughs> Does this mean we can make any proclamation now and one day, well in the future, it'll come true? Yeah. Hope so. Oh, I can't even say that. Go on, go on. No, go I was going to say Scott's mum. Is going to play Donna in Mamma Mia 3, but then I remembered that she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the char- I must point out the character of Donna is my mum is still very much alive. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, if your mum, if your mum, like, touch wood, like, everything else ever passed away, you would not find me going, she did, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping not. Hoping yeah. not. <laughs> she did. She, whoop, she did. She did. She did. I'll, I'll take a vote. Whoa. Whoa! Cool. So, this we're, we've gone off on way a tangent there. This was supposed to be the outro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, this, this episode was also meant to be like an hour long, and it's now about, must be about two hours this now. This episode was supposed to be about 40 minutes, and it's turned out to be this. So, for anyone that's made it this far, cheers very much, lad. Thank you for getting through it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, man. Here is a pretty, pretty hefty, hefty, hefty goodbye using cold drink puns. From Ruben. Oh, Christ, why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I can do this. Have an iced team. You put me on the spot and the best I could come up with was have iced team. Have an iced team? team? What's that even you mean? Have like, an iced like, a, like, like, like a nice time, but like a nice team. 
<laughs> that was horrific. <laughs> you laughed. I'll take a woe. <laughs> and uh, here is the word woe from Scott. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And of course, it is never woe from me. It's see you later on the next episode of Fish oh, Radio. <laughs> see ya! Woo! See ya! See ya! Hello, me again. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. As usual, make sure to not miss out on any future episodes by clicking the links in the podcast bio to our Instagram and Facebook page, where you can find little sneak peeks of future topics, and you can give us any comments you may have about this or any other episode you've listened to. I hope you have a great week until we see you again. Our next chat will feature a very special surprise guest, so don't miss out on that on the next episode of Face for Radio. Thanks again for listening. Take care, guys.